Hello, Master. It's been a while. We are off on an adventure! This is good. When it gets strange like this, it's a good thing. For what it's worth, I've got a good feeling about this. Trust me, Hera. I'm excited. This is my excited face. Get ready to be impressed! You ready to be impressed, Tam? I'm completely ready. Hey everyone, you're listening to Geeky Bubble, part of the Star Wars Escape Pods Network. I am your host, Jenna Marie, and with me is the Vanessa to my Torah, my mom, Maria. Oh, Yay! Dang. A mother-daughter relationship. Yeah! <laughs> How awesome is that? Yes, finally. Yes, and I'm speaking normally, which yes. is great. <laughs> Yeah, you're finally not, as well. You're not keeping me awake all night coughing. I know. <laughs> Gosh, it's such a pain. But anyway, in this episode, we're going to discuss Rendezvous Point. It starts off with Captain Doza putting the Colossus in a very dangerous situation. Yeah, you, you know what? What I was thinking the second time I, I was watching this episode, they did such a good job at portraying Doza from the beginning. That I would have never guessed that anything that he was doing, he was doing because of his ties with the resistance. Because even if he's not doing something directly related, the fact that he is out there training his daughter, keeping his daughter safe in a situation where his wife is out there fighting for the resistance. That in itself is helping the resistance. It's like mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters, the families of of our own soldiers who go out. We may not be out there on the front lines, but we are fighting with them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And supporting them. And they did such a great job that I would never have guessed this was the role of Doza. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I saw her as a, as a crime lord <laughs> at first. Remember, <laughs> yeah. remember those yeah, days? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, you were and so was, harsh on him. Yeah, and I was like, man, they really did a good job with him. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. Because I, I love it. I love it when, when you fool me so that I don't know the kind of person the kind of character I'm watching, I like it. Mm-hmm. I like you for you to fool me. <laughs> <laughs> All that said, though, the reason they stayed behind, it wasn't to save a fellow resistance pilot. It was because this is the one day that they get to see his wife and her mother. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say it was selfish out of malicious intent. It was more of them wanting to continue their tradition sure, yeah, to, and, and trying to, to find a way to make it happen in the circumstances that they're in. But at the same time, it, it put all, everyone in jeopardy because yes. they ha- were completely surrounded and they were there up until they couldn't take it anymore where they were like down to 5% shields. And if they had stayed one more second, they could have been decimated. But but it demonstrates the unity and the tightness of the colossus right people that they're willing to do something just because they're asked oh well they were asked but they weren't informed as to why even bokeva was like yeah if doza took us out to the outer rim just to get away from the first order but then he decided to put the beacon up and blew our cover like they were frustrated with the fact that they didn't understand why they were doing the the thing that they were doing but they were doing it anyway Yes, I have questions. Right. Yes, I may have uh, some 
some problems, but I'm going to be there. Got it. I'm going to do what I need to do. Because they could have just said, no, let's get the hell out of here. I don't have to fight. But they stayed and fight. They were still there waiting for his command to come back. Oh, I see. When he could have stopped it from the beginning and said, no. You know okay. what I'm saying? Got it. So so that shows, yes, I may have problems with your choices and your decisions, but I'm still going to be there for you. Okay. I'm still going to do what I need to do. That's a nice way to interpret it. It was a risky thing to do. Yeah, oh, no. That, yeah. That, I'm not saying that it was. Oh, no, and I'm not contending that portion of it. it right, right. It, it, it was reckless and... and not fair to everybody else. Exactly, yeah. But uh, I'm just, you know, trying to see the other side of it. Got it. And so, interesting enough, Tora was the one who to tell her father, we can't keep this up. up. Yeah. And that we should go. So it was very interesting to have her the, be the one that said it because Doza probably would have just <laughs> kept going. Oh, and yeah. But and a few seconds more and she would have been there. You know true. what I'm saying? Yeah, but they so would have been yeah. open to... Yeah, to- their gunfire. Yeah. So, and I really honestly thought within that battle that was taking place that the TIE fighter that was chasing after Kaz was, was Tam. Tam. Yes, me too. I <laughs> honestly thought that was the case. And it turns out that according to Bucket's list, in an earlier iteration of the episode, Tam was seen to be piloting the TIE fighter that was chasing Kaz. And later, upon Vanessa's arrival, it was Tam and Jace Rucklin who would have disabled her ship. And I honestly would have preferred it to be this way. I'm kind of sad that it was just some generic TIE fighter pilot instead of Tam. I get that. We are wanting we to want the get attention. Yes. <laughs> But I also get this presentation because this allows doubt to get into Tam's heart. It's clearing the way for her to open her eyes and make a choice. Okay, I I feel like that still could have happened. I don't know. I I, I liked it the way way it happened. I'm not ready for Tam and Cass to be head to head. (laughs) I'm I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Okay, so we haven't seen Tam for like the past four weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when this episode came up, I'm like... Finally, we're going to see some Tam acting on her revenge, and we don't. But this is the thing. You and a lot of others are looking for that revenge. (laughs) I'm not looking for that revenge. I want her to be the person that I believed she was all the way from the beginning. I see. Yes, she's strong-headed. She's stubborn. She has trust issues and whatnot. But she is a good person at heart. And at the moment of truth, that type of vindictive behavior is not her. I see. Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad you brought up stubborn. She is. She is. Yes. She's so stubborn enough that she's attaching herself to this designation, DT-533, and she's constantly trying to enforce that that is now her name. Yes. And it's a very stubborn thing for her to do. She doesn't believe it because even when she says it, you know she doesn't believe it, but she wants to keep staying it. Right. And this is what I want. I want her eyes to be open to the fact that in life, you are going to see betrayal you're gonna see hurt but that should not close you and that should not bitter your heart to the point where you become somebody who you are not right so i don't want i see i I, I understand mommy you made it quite clear yes (laughs) 
And so I like how when Vanessa was being escorted to the brig, Tam thought she looked familiar. familiar. And that was the point where you looked at me and you said, is that is that Tora's mom? And <laughs> in my face, I'm like trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you're very bad poker player. Was, <laughs> don't, don't, don't play poker. Don't play it poker. It was bad. No. I could not hold it in. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, with a smirk in her face that she could not control. <laughs> it was funny. When I saw that scene with Tam saying she looked familiar, I was like, oh, are they going to do that thing that I want them to do? And it wasn't until Tora said, confess much later, that I, I was at work, actually, when I watched it. So <laughs> so when I'm watching it, of course, I can't scream. So I'm just like... <laughs> so, so I'm like gesturing to the air like, yes! And then not being able to say a word. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I was very happy with how that turned out to be the case because right from the very beginning when we saw her show up in a promo i retweeted that and i said please be taurus mom please be taurus mom please be taurus mom (laughs) like i was so desperate for it to be her mom and we were right (laughs) Um, and vanessa and i don't know whether this was revealed anywhere but i was reading on instagram vanessa is actually athena portillo's sister's name oh i thought that was really cool you know I never ask for backstories mm-hmm. because I, you know, I'm not like you guys. You, you guys want to see everything, want to know everything, want to have every single freaking connection out there, you know. But it's all true. But I don't. This I do want. I want the story, that romance. Yes, I want to yes. know that. Yes. I want to know how they met. Yes, what brought them together? Yes. How they fell in love? Yes. Oh my <laughs> God, I want that story. So I and my friend, my friend and I, long before they even introduced this character, because the first time we get a mention of Tora's mom is in the Star Wars Women of the Galaxy book by Amy Radcliffe. So once my friend and I saw that, we were like, oh my God. We need to come up with a backstory for this character, you and me. (laughs) After finding out that Doza had defected from the Empire, we were like, okay, we got to play with this now. We got to we gotta factor in the mom and be like, maybe it was her who helped him out of the Empire. And so when I was watching the episode, I was like, oh my God, this is just like my fan fiction come to life. <laughs> because yeah. it's, it, that's what happened. She was the one who helped convince him to, to leave. So yeah, I want to know how that happened. She yeah. must have been captured for him to have had any conversation or, or interaction so, with and her. And that, I, I, that's what I want. I want all those details. Yes. I want that that story to be separate from everything else. I want it out there. Yes. I want a book or, yes. or comic or something. You know what? I'm ashamed to say I don't read a lot. I'm very specific about what I read. Uh-huh. I would read that. You would read that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We got yeah. to tweet Del Rey and tell them, please make this story happen. <laughs> because I would totally read it. And obviously, they were very much, they still are uh, very much in love with each other because... The end of Return of the Jedi, because that's pretty roughly where he de- when he defected, and Torres is fifteen, so they must have had her fifteen years later after Return of the Jedi. So you know they were together for that long, just them. That's beautiful to me. <laughs> and not, not not only that, I I have a soft spot for sacrifice. Mm, mm-hmm. 
for true love, for, for sacrifice, for what it really means to love. Yes. They said that for the past, what, five, six years? Six years. They've been doing this. Yeah. So that means that she's, what, 16 now? Tora is about 16, correct. So when this girl was 10 years old, yeah. they made a choice as a family, all together, because she says, you have told me the galaxy, the galaxy needs, needs her more. So when she was 10, and this is how we know now, we can understand how Tora is so mature. Yes. Because when this girl was 10 years old, she understood. She understood the sacrifice. Yeah. Not only that, but as a family, they make that choice and they held to it and they kept it. Yeah. That is love. love. Yeah. You don't have to see each other every single freaking day. You don't <laughs> have to be talking to each other every single freaking day. <laughs> Loving each other in a way where. It, it blows my mind. It's yeah. like, yes, this is what I need. This is why I need the love story. Because this validates my whole view of what it means to love. When you love, you don't stop being yourself. Okay. You don't have to be somebody else. There's, um, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It, it yeah. is so freaking pure. It is. It's it is what pure. love is meant to be. Yeah. This is what love is meant to be. I agree. It was very well done. I will say that this episode, as much as I love Sonara's score, is this trumps that episode. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. this was just like top tier Star Wars to me. And it, it goes up there as one of my favorite episodes this, of the series. This, oh, God. <laughs> Such a beautiful love story. Jesus, I'm even tearing, tearing you're, up you're a little tearing bit. up. Aww. Yes. <laughs> It gets to you right in the field. Yes, mommy. yes, yes. <sighs> yeah. yes. It's just like Armando and Omera. In <laughs> oh, God. Omera. Oh, oh, so good. Okay. And they're probably another huge sacrifice. They're apart, but they're together. Not in my fan fiction. <laughs> not, not in my fan fiction, mommy. They're together. Um, so anyway. To, to, <laughs> Uh, so Tam ends up searching for Vanessa. She actually goes out to try to find her in the brig. Tam tells her that the First Order is helping her achieve what she wants, what she's looking to do. And Vanessa is the smartest character of them oh. all because she says, what's that? What is it that they're helping you do? What is it that they're helping you to achieve? And what is it that I screamed the first time I heard uh, I heard that? I said, finally, somebody <laughs> asked her the freaking question. You did. She did <laughs> scream that. Yeah. She was so into it. <laughs> because it is true. Like, you're talking about things and you're angry and all your emotions. When is somebody going to ask this girl what exactly is it that she wants yeah yeah and it's funny because she couldn't verbalize it no she was just like stuck with that question yeah and then she you know she comes up with very generic answers like oh they're they're trying to bring peace and order to the galaxy and Vanessa again emphasizes uh, okay that's what they say but what is it that you want yep oh, I was so good it was <sighs> such a smart conversation between these two women so good uh. <laughs> and what do you think tam would have done had torch the little droid not come in and shocked her do you think she would have stormed off feeling angry because 
of the oh, conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it because this is what has been stirring her up all the way since she left the, the closets. It's the anger, the feeling of betrayal. We, we sometimes talk about emotions, right? Not having emotions is bad, but having too much of it is also, oh, it's also bad. Because this is all she's allowing uh, to, dictate. To, to dictate all her decisions is her anger. Yeah. And we cannot live like that. That you know, that is not a healthy way of living. It doesn't make for the best choices and it doesn't lead to anything good. In the end, there's always something that's gonna suffer. And, and it's you. Yeah. <laughs> so I have no doubt that if he had not chucked her, she would have run and continued to continue. be angry. Yeah. It's actually what you just described is a lot like how people approach the internet and social media nowadays, where they just like go in expecting to be angry and wanting to be, be angry. angry over things. Yeah. Very minute things. Yeah. And, uh, and, but the only person who ends up suffering is you. Yeah. Uh, You're the one who's uh, allowing uh, others to dictate your anger to dictate what you do, what you say. And you go looking for that specific thing that's going to keep you angry. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like like having tunnel vision. And you move it and you spot it and that's it. But that's This how- is what I'm going to grab and I'm going to grab to it because that's what keeps my anger going. That's how the Sith keep themselves the way that they are. Because yeah. they focus on that anger. That anger is what feeds them. Star Wars, man. <sighs> it's all applicable to real life. <laughs> and we know how all the sits have ended. Oh, yeah. No, not very pretty. We don't want to end that way, people. No. We don't want to. No, no. And so I love the moment between Kaz and Tora where she's just trying to sneak off into her ship and he stops her. But he says, poorly thought out plans are right up my alley. Yeah, and that, <laughs> that has not been a statement so true so true and i love that he recognizes it yeah <laughs> like he accepts it he accepts it and this is why his character is so loved so he knows who he is he knows what he's capable of and he it doesn't matter because he, he accepts himself yeah and and that should be the, the the goal of every single human being in in this world accept yourself accept who you are your shortcomings your your your, your best limitations. The, your limitations your your best quality accept the whole thing Mm. yeah and i also like the foreshadowing at least a little bit of foreshadowing that we got in their conversation when he was talking about his own family and how he wouldn't let anyone stop him from helping them and it reminded me of the fact that oh yeah we got that 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 message From his dad, what the heck are they up to? And we know that some bounty hunters are after either him or them. And so that's going to play a role later on. So I'm I'm curious the lengths he would go to, just like Tora, just to see them again. Just Because Tora, this is another thing that I love. Tora knew that her mother didn't need any help. help. (laughs) No, no, no. And And I love how confident she was in her mom. yeah. Uh, yeah, and she's she, right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm very curious when we'll see Kaz's family and how that how the events that we see here might echo or inform what happens later on. Yeah, most likely a not well thought out plan. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly yeah. it. <laughs> and we also find out that it's Tora's birthday. 
birthday. Yeah, that was such 16. a sweet, sweet thing. And what I really liked about when this episode aired, it aired on the same day as Gathering Forces, which was the season one episode of Star Wars Rebels, where Sabine had cleaned up that thing i forget what it is and gave that as a present to ezra that was the image of his parents, parents. and him as a, as a little kid and she wishes him happy you know happy birthday ezra and and that's how the episode ends so it's it's cool how that episode aired on the same day as this rebels episode and both of the characters celebrated their birthdays on that day while looking at a hologram of their parents and she was looking at a hologram of her parents and i was just like oh my god star wars is poetry i love it it rhymes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Poetry emotion. Yes. Oh, so good. <laughs> and Vanessa actually wants to take Tam back home. Yes. And she's a mom right now. She's, she's a acting mom. as a mom, like, right? What are you doing here? You need to go back to your parents, girl. Let's go. <laughs> and, and she, you know, she tells her that everyone makes mistakes. And do you think it was the right thing for her to force Tam to try to force her back home? Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm with Benice on this, okay? I'm a mom, and I would uh, kick your butt. <laughs> I will kick any kid's butt that I know that is doing something wrong, and I know their parents. I will get them by the ear and get them back to their parents. They should not be doing something they shouldn't be doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so the mommy me says, uh, yes, that was the right thing to do. It didn't work out, but that's what I believe it should have been done. Right, right. Got it. Because regardless, regardless of whatever position she's in, she's a kid. Yeah, she's about, you know, they don't really say, but I'm thinking she's in her late teens, early 20s, somewhere around there. And a kid full of anger, to me, is a kid, no matter if he's 30. <laughs> if I see a person full like like that, doesn't matter. You, you're acting like a child. When, when you're that angry and you're making those choices, those are not healthy choices. And as a mom, she sees that. And she knows what the first order is. So, of course, she's going to take her back home. Because she also knows how much Yeager loves her. You know, Yeager had a daughter and a wife and he lost them. And Tam was like a daughter to him. Right. I like how she said that to her. And, and when she says, you know, we all make mistakes. And that is the truth. We all make mistakes. And I've given Tam time to step back because sometimes you need time to step back and, and reflect and think. And analyze. And then, yeah. Exactly. But she's taking too much time already. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So so, she, so if she, she needs, needs a nudge. swift... Yeah, exactly. If he, she needs a quick nudge. kick in the butt, yeah. then yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> you know? Because in the end, yes, Yeager made a mistake, but you have to measure that with all the years that you knew him. Yeah. All the time you spent with him. Mm -hmm. For one action to overthrow everything else. What does this say about you? I already know he made a mistake. I already know that whether his, his choice was to help her or not, regardless to protect her or not, it was wrong. Mm -hmm. But I also know his, his heart. Now it's time for you to show me your heart. Mm -hmm. Where is your heart in this? You know, it's interesting thinking back to Platform Classic with his brother and how he, uh, Yeager, was angry at yeah, his, his brother. brother. It's interesting to see Tam in Yeager's situation because he was angry too. Yeah. And so he eventually forgave his brother 
And hopefully we're getting to that point in time where Tam eventually forgives Yeager. Yeah. Because that was, it was like you said, that one act. You can't it's let that. Like, you, you cannot cloud a mistake. You cannot let a mistake cloud your judgment. And I'm not saying that you forget immediately and you know you don't question moving forward because as a human being as a person you have to you know it is part of of growing out of that moment and even Yeager told his brother just because I forgive you I'm not gonna exactly completely forget it but there has to be that moment we need that moment already (laughs) I I need time to come to her senses she's too smart she's too smart to be there I know She's smart, but then she's also very naive because she tells Vanessa, you know, if you surrender now, they're going to give you amnesty. And Vanessa's like, that's very cute. You know, the <laughs> yeah. fact that you think yeah. that. And it's not true. There, She's very naive in thinking what the first order's intentions are. And I like how Vanessa also forces Rucklin to shoot. And he can't. And she sees that and she's like, good, you still have some good in you. <laughs> I really love how awesome yeah. she was in this in this she, episode. She's the kick-out mom. Oh, I, man. I, I love her. I love her. She was fantastic. You should cosplay as her, mommy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so Vanessa did the thing that I wanted to have happened episodes ago where she mentions the destruction of planets. Finally, someone mentions what happened at the end of The Force Awakens and mentions it in front of these two characters. But apparently they already know and they thought it was right or just because according to Ruckland, the planet was corrupt or something like that. And if that's the case, then they should blow up freaking Earth because no planet is more corrupt than ours. But that's still not a case for you to blow up innocent people. That, no. that, that There's no way to justify that. No, there is none. Genocide is not the solution to any problem. This is why they need to understand and they need to realize this is not the way. No. (laughs) (laughs) We both looked at each other from the Mandalorian. This is the way. This is not Not the the way. way. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. And Tam, I like how there was that one moment when they're trying to get through the doors and Tam's like, I'm not worried about you or something like that. I'm worried about Torah. So I was just like, yay, Tam actually remembers and and recalls the relationships she had other than Kaz and Yeager. Yeah. And that's another thing. I guess maybe it was good that we didn't see her in that battle at the very beginning because all these other people were involved, Tora and all the other aces, that didn't do anything to Tam. And, and this is why I, I think that this was the better way for them to meet each other as opposed to on the battlefield. Oh, you mean Tam and... And Vanessa. Vanessa? Yeah, yeah. You know? Got it. Oh, and I also find it interesting how she's hearing all of this, all of the stuff that she's heard from Yeager and Kaz. She's not hearing it from them. She's hearing them from a completely Mm -hmm. new, New different different person. person. So it's like, okay, maybe they do have a point. (laughs) Yeah. But, But we don't really see the repercussions of that. But I do like that she was interacting with someone who was pretty much spouting the same things that Yeager and Kaz were and the things that they believed in. But in a way, we, we do see the consequences because in at the end, she lies to... Uh, Oh, yes. Tierney. Was, uh, to, to Tierney. She lies to Tierney. That's right. I so, forgot about so that. So yeah. the, the, there are consequences to what she heard. We, we didn't see them instantly, but they're there and they will play out. 
And one of the things that I love that Vanessa said, she said, don't forget who you are. Yeah, and it all boils down to that. Yep. Who you are, what is it that you want? And I love that it was a mom who brought it in. Yes. Once they were getting out of the predicament that they were in, the, the diversion that Torch was in, I was so worried. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I hope this little droid gets out of there because I'm going to be very sad if he gets taken down. He did escape, but I also love how this is not their first time. This is not their first rodeo. Yeah. Like, they've done this so many times before. And you got a hint of what was going on because the moment the stormtrooper said, everything is dead and the droid is dead, I knew. He wasn't yeah. dead because before that, they were going through plans. Oh, what we did here? Oh, what? oh yeah. you want to play it that way? So the moment he <laughs> said everything is dead, I said, nah, mm-mm, it's not dead. Right. He's just playing dead. It's funny because that stormtrooper was Dave Filoni. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was him. Um, and I have an important question for you. The gore cake. Would you eat it? Would you eat a slice of that? Who, <laughs> who in the right mind <laughs> thought this is a 16-year-old birthday cake? <laughs> what? With a freaking live animal in between? <laughs> a jelly thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess it was the only thing they could come up with in last minute. You know, minute. this will be a one recipe that I will not be concocting and I will not be duplicating. No, no, no. No, I'm, no. I'm good. I'll sit yeah. this one out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and something else I really loved about Doza and Vanessa, the fact that there was at least visually, I don't really, I can't really tell. I don't know how old Vanessa is, but visually you could tell that there may be an age gap. Yeah. Ma, that's one of, you know, height difference? Yes, it's yes, like, I know. So that's I, one of your chip <laughs> things. Yeah, my, one of the details that I love about shipping is height difference. If there's a height difference, it's automatically shippable. <laughs> so, rule number two. <laughs> and then two is age gap. Oh, man, I love me a good age gap. So I can see, <laughs> I can see him being like maybe five to seven years older. Oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> I have a weird daughter. Yes, you do. I love her. <laughs> And just the fact that what you mentioned earlier about them planning this and and going through with her leaving for the resistance and him staying with Tora, the fact that they both understood that the best way to protect her is to train her. Yeah, it goes back to this is what love is. It's having the, the mind, the strength to make those decisions and understand what in the end, not now, not right now, but in the end, it's going to be the better. Look, I don't live my life with a what they call a 10-year plan or a 20-year plan or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know? But there's things in life that you need to think about the consequences for the future. Long term. For the long term. It may be in short term, it may be beneficial, but long term would it be continue to be beneficial. There's some things and some decisions in life that you really have to approach in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that the fact that, and again, as a family, this girl was not left out. Right, of the conversation. conversation. Mm-hmm. As a family, they took on this path yeah it actually made me tear up this episode at the very end because unfortunately they don't get to see her but do you think they'll see her down the line oh i have no doubt i hope they do i have no doubt because this is where we're going to we're going to a confrontation everything is being building up and i hope it ends up 
being that it has been building up, you know, yeah. that that nothing that has happened up to now is going to be wasted. I see. But yeah. it's going to come to fruition and it's going to come to that moment. Yeah. You know? I would really love it if Tora's like in a tight bind and she doesn't have any person on her six to help with the TIE fighters on her back and then out of nowhere they get shot out and it's because of the mom stepping in and helping her baby girl. Oh. Yeah. I would love to see something like that happen. But yeah, I really do hope that they see each other because this confrontation with the First Order is only escalating and yeah. only bad things can happen. But I also, I really just want this good one good thing to happen. Yeah. And then lastly, I just wanted to say that the person who voiced Vanessa is Tasia Valencia and she voiced Shakti in Star Wars The Clone Wars. And she also voiced, I just found this out yesterday, but she voiced the Shenzhou computer in Star Trek Discovery. Ooh, yeah. Wow. I was just like, oh, snap. She was in Star <laughs> Trek Discovery. That's so cool. And and that's it. I thought this episode was fantastic. Like, there wasn't anything... Uh, yeah, of course, I would have wished it was a happy ending. But I really love how they ended it. It's true to their sacrifice. Yes. It's an ending worth of their sacrifice. And I love that, that it ended that way. Because, again, it ended as a family. One of them being out there and the other two saying, you know what? This is the, the way. This is the way. This is the way. It all this comes back to way. Mandalore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it all comes back to Mandalorian, I mean. <laughs> and so moving into listener thoughts and questions, Daniel Contreras sent us an email. Daniel said, hi, ladies. Just wanted to chime in and say how great Rendezvous Point was. This was quite possibly my favorite favorite episode of the entire series. Vanessa Doza is a great guest character and I love that Tora has two equally smart and skillful parents. We know now where she gets her confidence and pilot skills from. So true. Yeah. She's, she's just like this perfect blend of her parents. It's, yeah. It's beautiful. I love that we got an episode in which the women were front and center. The men served important, but supporting duties, centering the female characters in all the main roles. Tora, Tam, Vanessa, Agent Tierney, even one of the stormtroopers was female. Yeah. Heck, yeah. Heck, who's to say Torch doesn't have female programming that's true yeah yeah but i really i really love how it was a woman focused episode and that's what really stood out to me when watching it and there were some great dog fights which are surprisingly rare on this show questioning loyalties a kick-ass female guest character ingenious escape plan and a surprisingly poignant family focused ending i had a huge grin while watching this episode we're approaching the halfway point in this final season i truly hope that resistance ends its run with this level of quality yes yes i really hope that's the case too it deserves to end in that kind of quality for yeah. sure jennifer said finally we finally got more tam and the first order and for once no pyre oh. <laughs> you know oh. i was actually according to what daniel mentioned with tyranny being front and center i i forgot to comment yeah and the fact that pyre wasn't even in it which was really good because it helped focus on just her, keep it on her the, yeah, yeah. And then poor Jen, Jen, no, fire. <laughs> I miss him. Uh, thank goodness I know you love him, but he's appeared in a lot and has so many spoken lines. That aside, wow, what an episode. Remembering Tora's entry in Women of the Galaxy, Vanessa being her mom was my, and I'm sure many people's assumption, glad to finally see it's true. And the relationship with Tam, I'm just thinking parallels with Tierney. Vanessa acts like a no-nonsense mom to Tam, whereas Tierney, who was initially nice to Tam and probably who she latched onto the most, 
house in the First Order, the first thing she does is question Tam about the pilot's identity and no concern for her well-being is present. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. What a great comparison. And it's seriously prevalent in Star Wars. Dysfunctional families, dead families, found families. It's so nice to see a happy, healthy family for once, even if they can only be together once a year. And for once, it's the mom that goes out and fights. Final thoughts. Get well soon, Jonah. Your voice did sound nice last week. Oh, wow. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That Gork really liked Griff. It's true. I love how... I love how I kept biting him. And I think Freya commented on that, that something about him liking gourds or something. Um, and I can't believe I freaked out at this, but we finally hear a female stormtrooper. I yep. know. Yep, yep. Finally. And and I was going to comment on that when I heard her, but then got distracted in washing Torch. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She was awesome, too. <laughs> Yeah, she was. And I'm so happy. I'm sad that it took this long. It was sort of like Rebels where it took them forever to put a female voice in there because it's just so easy to do there you don't have to model them differently they're all stormtroopers yeah uh, <laughs> but anyway then finally we have an email from hope hope said hi you guys jonah i hope you're feeling better i am thank you and after the last few weeks of resistance which were fine but not blowing me away it was great to have rendezvous point for a variety of reasons i've been missing tam so far this season it seemed from the promotional material that she was going to be splitting screen time with kaz in my opinion opinion the stronger episodes of the season so far were the ones where Kaz and Tam's stories were juxtaposed with each other so true we got to see these dual stories again this week but this time it's about Tam and Tora both are dealing with loss in very different ways Tora's mom is alive and but she's not there to be part of the family Vanessa's choice to fight is a sacrifice the entire family is feeling Tora misses her mother's presence it's a loss that she has to learn to cope with Tam is also going through a kind of loss unlike Tora who is missing her mother, Tam chose her path. Tam's loss is Yeager and the Colossus. She also lost her trust and faith in her own parental figure. Their ways of coping are different too. Tora feels because this is personal that she has to face this burden alone, but her found family steps up to help her deal with her hardship on her birthday. I was tearing up at the end of the episode like, holy cow, I was a mess. (laughs) Unlike Tam, who is actually alone, her only sort of quote-unquote friend in Ruckland threatened to shoot her. I think Tam is starting to realize Agent Tierney is not there to be her support. Tam copes with this by doubling down on her brainwashing. She spouts all the propaganda nonsense that she's been fed to her. She repeats that her name isn't Tam, but a series of numbers. Tam is trying her best to stay away from the trauma that's starting to catch up to her. And Vanessa pokes through all of Tam's propaganda just by being a mom. <laughs> just yeah. like what you said. I want to come back to Vanessa as a mom in a second to stay with Tam a moment the episode reminded me a lot of the honorable ones in Star Wars Rebels. Callus tried over and over to use his propaganda to justify his position in the Empire, but Zeb used logic to punch through Callus's fascist teachings. Zeb also displayed compassion. The compassion wasn't at Callus. Zeb showed the compassion of his friends. This is where it varies from Rebels. Vanessa shows compassion directly to Tam. Heck, Vanessa even tackles Tam out of the way of blaster bolts. She protected a kid 
that wasn't even hers because Vanessa has compassion. Vanessa never stopped reaching out to Tam to convince her that it would be okay to come back, that Tam could always come home. And I and I think like Callus after his time with Zeb, Tam's encounter with Vanessa will start her on her journey home. Oh yeah, that's yeah, a great and, point. And again, it, it shows she shows to lie to Tierney. Yeah. So that's the little thorn that's gonna keep digging in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Going back to Vanessa as a mom, it's so refreshing to have a mom with a name in Star Wars. <laughs> so true. <laughs> and animation gives us all these amazing women minus Harrison Dula's mom how does she still not have a name yet Dave so true and you know I kick myself because when we interviewed him and we asked him about Callus's first name I had as a sub question okay well now what is Hera's mom's name but we got so involved in that part of the question and the time was running out that I felt like I had to skip it and I feel awful for skipping it because it's (laughs) super important and we still don't have it. But anyway, I love in recent Star Wars media, we're finally getting more and more mothers. Hera and Ursa were in Rebels. The books give us more Breha Organa and Jobal Nabiri, Padme's mother. It's refreshing to see these women in action and Vanessa Doza gets to join their ranks. And Tora is very much both of her parents. While she has the balls of her mom being a great pilot, fiery personality and willing to fight, we've seen more this season her father's side in Tora. She's been stepping up as the voice of reason lately. She's the one with the cool head and the plan maker. Tora really does have the best of both of her parents. Oh, yeah, that's so yeah. true. The fact that we've been seeing more of her dad's side. And, and to me, it all goes back to them functioning as a family, making decisions as a family. Yeah. Together, the 10-year-old and the two adults, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I find Jace Ruckling really interesting this season. The few times we've seen him, he seems to be faltering. Sure, he has his bravado on the surface, but this week we saw him hesitate shooting Tam. And Vanessa, even after Lieutenant Gallic pretty much told him to step up or die, Jace has always been a jerky dumb butt on the surface. <laughs> this season, I think we're starting to see his real self. I think he wants to be in the First Order, but I think he's realizing that he's not the right kind of person to be there. He's not as talented or cruel as the rest of them. I still stand by my theory that he's the one that will defect before Tam. She's there out of spite and she's sort of succeeding. He's there out of want and he's failing. I think he'll bow out first. Yeah, that would be super interesting. And lastly, the only part of this episode I really questioned was Captain Doza's judgment in messaging Vanessa in the first place. I went back and watched the episode three times just to make sure. As presented in the episode, there is at no point where they say they're meeting with Vanessa for resistance information, food, fuel, or supplies. It seems they were only meeting with her simply because it was Tora's birthday. I feel like there had to be a line of dialogue cut somewhere where she would also bring them information. But even when Kaz brings up that he can help contact the resistance, Doza and Tora flat out say they're not trying to contact the resistance. They're only trying to find Vanessa. So I feel like somewhere a piece of information got lost in this episode. If not, Doza just risked the lives of hundreds of people just because it's his daughter's 16th birthday it's sweet but i highly question his judgment if this is the case have a great week ladies yeah that's what i was worried about well we we do know that they've been doing it every year yeah because nico says it yeah like every year at the same time there's questionable movements on their part that's true so they've been doing this for a while and this time around though it does seems very 
reckless very reckless to have done it just for that purpose like she said i wish there could have been a line there that would have been that she would provide resistance information as, as well this is the thing when you are doing certain things out of a certain point of view you have no way of seeing the other side mm-hmm. so dosa i'm pretty sure there was some resistance things that was going to take place but dosa's primary concern was not what Whatever message or talks or decisions were going to be made in regards to resistance. But the fact that he was going to see his wife Mm -hmm. and his daughter was going to see her mother. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that was the point of view we saw. But that does not negate the other side of it. But yeah, the other side we're just implying. We don't really know for sure. That's what we're trying to get at. The fact that I wish it could have been a little bit more explicit. I I don't know. I see it there. (laughs) (laughs) But then that's my thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what I like to always try to see. I try to see both points of view, even the one that we are being shown and the one that is behind the scenes. Right, right. Alrighty then, so that's it. That's it for today's episode. Next week, we'll discuss the episode The Vox Vortex 5000. It sounds like a magical broom from Harry Potter. Like the Nimbus 2000 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I I just looked at the whole name right now, and what I saw was Tron, like somehow inside the computer. (laughs) Got it. Yeah, it could be like a game or something, like a a very fancy uh, space vacuum. Yeah. But anyway, mommy, where can listeners find you? Oh, listeners can find me on Twitter with the handle at Hoobian214. And listeners can also find Geeky Bubble on Twitter by searching for at Geeky Bubble Pod and me with the handle at BlueJGuys. If you'd like to send us an email, you can do so by emailing GeekyBubblePod at gmail.com. Last but certainly not least, if you haven't done so already, please follow our podcast network on Twitter by searching for at We Are Escape Pods and tune into Unmistakably Star Wars Sky Talkers podcast and the Friends of the Force podcast for more Star Wars news and discussion and may the force be with you always